Hey everyone, this is Parker, your host of the Internship Show, where we get the inside information about top internship programs across the globe. On today's episode, we chat with Cindy Fisher, VP of Global Learning and Culture at Eaton. Cindy is responsible for developing and driving a comprehensive learning strategy for the company, defining the key capabilities for both business and employee growth, and continuing to evolve their culture. We learn why learning and culture are combined at Eaton, their stretch assignment marketplace importance, and so much more. Stay tuned. This show is going to be awesome. Sydney, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Parker. So for all of our listeners, could you give us an introduction of yourself as well as your role at Eaton? Yeah, sure thing. So I'm the vice president of global learning and and culture at Eaton. And ultimately, our team is responsible for really driving a comprehensive learning strategy for the company. And so, you know, we focus on defining key capabilities needed for our businesses and also those needed for, for personal growth and, you know, continuing to also evolve our culture. So that's kind of our focus area uh, at Eaton. And your role intrigues me so much. I would love to hear from your perspective. What is really the purpose of your role? And secondly, why is culture and learning combined at Eaton? That's such a good question. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I do a ton of external benchmarking and it sort of matches your curiosity. A lot of companies, you know, learning is sort of separated and it kind of operates in its own silo and and isn't very often combined with culture, especially in some of the benchmarking discussions that I've had. And so it's new for Eaton, um, but I also think it's new in some ways for the industry. And so our CHRO you know, ultimately he made that decision a couple of years ago when he put me in this role. And the way that he views learning and myself as well, I have the same view is, you know, learning should really reinforce the culture and the culture should reinforce learning. And so, you know, we very much at the organization that that I work in see learning as, uh, you know, mutually beneficial to our culture and that our culture should be driving an environment where people can learn and grow and learning should also be really pushing our culture and, and continuing to move and evolve our culture forward. And so for us, it's, you know, those things sort of working in concert. And for me on, you know, sort of when you take that and you peel that back and you say, how does that operate, which I'm sure is your next question you know, it's actually kind of pretty amazing how it comes together. And so, you know, you picture if there's a cultural need that's been identified, like recently we identified, you know, the need to embrace a digital mindset. And so, you know, we can quickly identify, work with our senior leaders to outline what that cultural need is. And then so very quickly bake that into everything that we do from our development programs, from our our targeted learning efforts, from our mentoring programs, you know, all of the sort of ways in which we learn and grow can immediately um, re you know, reap the benefits of, of a cultural initiative that's been identified, or, you know, maybe it's an engagement initiative. So my team has responsibility for our employee listening survey at Eaton, which, you know, is how we listen to our teams and, and what they need and what they want. And so we have the ability to very quickly hear what our employees need and want, and then also bake that into what we're offering when it comes to learning and development. So that's kind of how it plays out operationally. Um, and I do think it's it's a huge strategic uh, move for the organization and, and really reinforces the fact that learning is so critically important to the company. And I think that that is something that is stressed again and again to students and recent grads, as well as looking for that incorporation of development and opportunity to continue to learn um, when ultimately 
candidates are evaluating companies as well. And I know that um, Eaton has a leadership model and Learner is a part of your Eaton leadership model. Why is that? It's, it's uh, I, I think in some ways it's implied, you know, I think, uh, you know, so our senior leadership committee, that's sort of what we call our collection of C-suite leaders. They came together in, in 2016 and they really started to have some very thoughtful discussions around how the world was shifting and changing. And you think about the level of rapid change that happens really almost on the daily here um, in any industry, any market that you're a part of. And how do you ensure that everyone is embracing that and ready for that? And so at that time, uh, they created actually a a set of six attributes for our Eaton leadership model. Uh, You know, we're passionate, we're transparent, we're efficient, we're ethical, we're accountable, and also we learn. And so there really, you know, became a focus for us as an organization that we have to embrace having a growth mindset and focusing on, you know, I would call it continuous learning as a way of life almost, or we really wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be able to be as successful as we had been historically. And you see that what's exciting to me is we made that change in 2016. And you're actually now starting to see that evolution play out in our business results in a very clear way. And so it's very cool to see, you know, how this not only plays out in the environment that you're operating within, and to your point, you know, everyone wants to be a part of a learning environment. Um, and ultimately the business does benefit as part of that. And I want to pick on one thing that you mentioned, which is being a continuous learner. And I think that that is a phrase that can be just kind of thrown around to students. Oh, you have to be a continuous learner and eager to learn, but at the core of it, I think it can mean so many different things. I mean, Cindy, what does being a continuous learner actually mean from your standpoint and kind of why is that important? Yeah, I think, you know, it is a buzzword. You're totally right, Parker. Uh, But I think, you know, at the core of the buzzword is, you know, I think learning, like when I was growing up early in my career, learning was a training that I went to. And that construct is completely getting blown up. Um, Learning is something that's happening every single day. It's happening outside my door right now with my team and what's happening outside. It's happening in this conversation. I'm learning from this dialogue. I'm learning from even some of the insights that I'm even spouting out of my mouth, I'm learning in the moment of, wow, I had not thought about it that way until I just said it. So it is this kind of construct of breaking up from, I'm going to a training class and that's the only place that I'm going to learn to how am I taking in my environment all around me every single day and and incorporating it into how I operate. And from an Eaton perspective, we, we really view it as a couple of different things. One, we need to be curious all the time. We've got to be really thoughtful and curious about what's happening. Why is it happening? How is it happening? We've got to be super adaptable. We can't be stuck with, you know, well, this is how it operated all the time. And so I'm not open and adaptable to new ways of working and operating. Uh, And for us, it's also, if you think about it happening every single day, I have to share what I know. You know, there's historically been a lot of people who hold on to their knowledge. They hold on to their expertise. And it used to be you collected all that knowledge and that made you the best. And now it's how am I sharing that knowledge on an everyday basis? So when I talk about continuous learning, I often think about how does that play out every single day? And every single day, I've got to be curious. I got to be open to new ways of operating. I got to teach what I know. And another big piece of us, of it for for us at Eaton is, I've got to be self-aware. I've got to be continually thinking about 
uh, you know, we push a lot of emotional intelligence. How do I show up? What is my understanding of myself and how I operate, what my development needs are? How does that play out with, you know, my relationships with others, how I work on a team? Uh, and, and we're constantly focused on soliciting feedback. And I think that's another way in which we're continuously learning. I think, you know, for the first 10 years of my career, I didn't get any feedback on really much of anything. And imagine my surprise the first time someone, <laughs> and the poor person's surprise, the first time they <laughs> feedback. Uh, and, you know, it was a tough moment and, and it was such a huge instinctual moment for me because I realized, oh my gosh, I am missing out. And I'm thinking about learning as like, I'm going to a training class on this one time event. That's how we learn. And it was a huge shift for me about 10 years into my career where I realized I need to be gauging my environment all the time and, and taking it in and using that to adjust how I'm operating or what skills I need to develop. Um, so it was a huge shift for me personally, and that's a big part of what we're, we're trying to drive. Uh, and we've got to be able to learn push quickly. And that's the other thing. And so we're going to make mistakes and we got to be comfortable with making mistakes um, in a continuous learning environment. You're going to make mistakes and it's not you know, you don't want to make the same mistake 65 times, but you want to make a mistake and learn from that mistake and continue to grow um, and, and mature along the way and pivot as you need to. And a component I would say of that continuous learning is putting yourself in environments that may be a little risky. And as a student, it can be tough to swallow the pill of taking a risk when you may fail and may make mistakes. Cindy, what would you say um, a student can do to train themselves to start to be more comfortable with risk? Yeah, I think it's, it's such a good question. I think it's a hard question. You know, I think um, risk is hard. I remember early in my career, you know, constantly feeling like I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. I think it's a very natural thing to feel that I counsel a lot of early talent and a lot of them will share that similar musing of, you know, you just think everything you're doing is so big. And if you make a mistake, it, you know, it has all of these major ramifications. Um, and so a comfort with risk and a comfort with taking risk, I think is a muscle that you build. And, and there's a lot of things that you can do to, to ensure that you're taking smart risks. I think that's a lot about when you think about embracing a digital mindset, you know, the, a big piece of that is ensuring that you've got good data, that you've automated the data, that it creates enough insight, that you've got enough information as, as possible in order to make that decision. Uh, but bigger than that, it's, you know, you're never going to know everything. You're never going to have all the answers. And so you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I personally think the best way to do that, and, and maybe I'm speaking for my own personal biases, because it was a bit about how I grew and develop. But, you know, I personally think that I, you know, I coach people to start it really early and to, and to actually start it and how you navigate your career. I mean, the first role that you have out, out of, out of college, you know, it may not offer you the ability to take a lot of risk. It may be very, you know, standard in how it operates. And so you're not, you know, able to build that muscle maybe in the job every day, um, but you can build it in how you expose yourself to different environments, broader perspective. Um, you know, I always recommend take a lot of different types of roles early on, multifunctional roles, multi-business roles. I think the more that you can get comfortable with dealing with ambiguity 
and comfortable with, okay, I'm in a whole different type of environment. How am I going to operate in this environment? What, what new thing, how do I adapt what I just learned into how I'm operating? It is a muscle that you start to develop. And I think the best way to do it early in career is to, to do it with the exposures and the experiences that you give yourself. It's part of why in our development programs, we actually foster a lot of that with how we you know, navigate careers and, and push people to new experiences. We're trying to build that comfort with risk a bit, um, even as you think about how you grow and develop. And I know that Eaton specifically has a, a stretch assignment marketplace. Could you speak about its purpose and kind of how it plays into that uh, exposure to different business areas within Eaton? Yeah, so the stretch assignment marketplace is pretty cool and, and we kind of started from that premise, right? Uh, you know, we have a large organization. We're a massive company uh, at the time that we initiated Stretch Assignment Marketplace. You know, we had these four big businesses. Um, you know, now we have aerospace vehicle and our electrical sector. And, you know, there's lots of different types of uh, learnings from those businesses. So, you know, how we go to market and operate and work with our customers in electrical is completely different than how our vehicle business, um, you know, works with our customers and our OEMs. Uh, there's so many great learnings across the business, across functions. And so we actually heard from our employees. It actually grew out of our, um, uh, our early talent ERG, Stretch Assignment Marketplace, was their brainchild to how do we get as much exposure as possible? How do we do basically what I was just telling you, Parker? Um, and so what Stretch Assignment Marketplace is, is it's basically a forum. It's, it's basically a marketplace. So leaders or teams of people can put a project into that marketplace where you know, I need a resource, I need help, I need, I need a team. That's my uh, digital uh, alarm going off here, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, <laughs> everybody has an Apple Watch and that Apple Watch starts talking. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, everybody can put you know, a project into the marketplace uh, and anyone at Eaton can apply to be part of that project. So professionals, our shop floor employees, anybody can apply to really grow and be part of a team. A lot of those teams are, you know, maybe it's a six month team that comes together to solve a problem, or maybe it's a, a team that's coming together to look at, you know, some benchmarking to help a business to inform a decision. So it's a really cool structure that we've got in place where I can essentially go and learn about a different business or learn about a different function without having to actually physically make that move from a career perspective. And a lot of people, I have somebody on my team who ended up in talent management from the IT business, because of stretch assignment marketplace. <laughs> so it, it, you know, it's actually a super cool way to even incite some passion to say, oh, actually I would like to make a you know, transition in my career. Uh, but for a lot of employees, it's also building that muscle around, you know, just getting comfortable with ambiguity and learning from different dynamics and different um, circumstances um, as well as businesses and functions. And I would say it's so cool to be able to take that calculated risk that you mentioned in get exposure to that business unit without making the full-fledged jump into it um, all in all. And we can hear, Cindy, that there's so many things that Eaton has done to set a foundation for learning for your employees, specifically the current students and new graduates. What would your advice be to them? They come in to work at Eaton to really take advantage of the foundation that you all have set in place to get the most out of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we have the benefit at Eaton, we're a big company. And so we've got a huge foundation. We've got, you know, learning programs that are available. We've got, um, you know, talent councils. We've got uh, mentoring programs. We've got, you know, 
a, a wealth of infrastructure that's available. And I think number one, you know, get connected, reach out to your program managers, reach out to HR managers, learn about what the infrastructure is. You know, we do a lot of that through our development programs. So we have some really amazing things just built into like our intern program where we've got a five week long um, sort of learning series that focuses on topics that are relevant to, to our interns. So, you know, this summer as an example, we had a cultural week, we had a week on power and communication, we had a week on digital mindset, we had a week on building our personal brand. So take advantage of all of that. Um, but I think, you know, remembering that it happens on the job, it happens from learning from my peers, the people around me through networking, and it happens through formal training that you learn and that you develop. And I think, you know, my advice to, to new graduates or, you know, talent that kind of is starting their careers is become aware of that infrastructure. You own your own career. And so as part of your own advocacy, learn what's available, um, understand what's available, and then don't be afraid to be the owner of your career. Just recently, we had an HR intern who, uh, you know, we've had an HR intern program forever. She ended up putting 15 minutes on my calendar. I met with her as just a networking dialogue. She's the only person in our intern program, in my experience, who's ever purposefully gone out and done that. And what she learned from that was how easy it was to do. She ended up meeting with, I think, five or six VPs across several functions in HR. And to me, it was just another example of figure out what your passion is, what your values are, what's important to you, how you want to grow your career, and then be really thoughtful around how do I do that? How do I build my network? In her particular case, you know, she was trying to learn what are all the things that are available to me? What are all the possibilities? And she wanted to learn from other people's experience and their own personal development. She has some really thoughtful questions. And to me, that's an example of someone who is taking that ownership for their own career, learning from people around her, and then informing you know, her choices and her development along the way. And so that would be my advice. Take advantage of the infrastructure, but then most importantly, you own it. It's your baby. Your career is your baby. You know, foster it, um, build it, and, and be passionate about it along the way. And Cindy, I think we've learned so much about why... Eaton has combined culture and learning and the foundation that you all have set in place across the board for all employees, but more specifically how current students and recent grads can come in and really take advantage to gain a comfortability of taking risk, understand the structure assignment marketplace, and, and at the core of it, truly start to strive to be a continuous learner. It's been an awesome conversation and just really appreciate the time that you took today. Awesome. Thanks, Parker, for having me. What a great conversation with Cindy from Eaton, who shared how Eaton has laid a foundation for employees to learn and develop throughout their careers. If you want to learn more about Eaton and the programs they offer, visit hirescholars.com backslash Eaton. See you all next time and have a great day.